you're listening to the Fitness Matters Podcast with Paula B. And this is episode number 73, The Best Feeling. Hello, hello, my friends. I'm totally cracking myself up. That was that was kind of a funny little intro for me. The best feeling. I got so dramatic there, right? <laughs> but you know what? This is kind of a dramatic one today. I'm feeling very excited to talk to you about this particular topic because you know, this one matters. You guys, welcome to the Fitness Matters podcast, where every week we actually talk about things that matter. And by the way, just FYI, I am sitting right now in Blossom's chair. And in case, okay, okay, in case you're brand new, in case you don't know me, I'm Paula B. I'm a certified life coach and your best middle-aged fitness friend. And I also have a whole YouTube channel, the Paula B Fitness channel, where I do like full-length workouts and we talk about fitness and weight loss and all kinds of cool stuff. So if you have never seen any of my workout videos, then you don't know what I'm referring to when I say Blossom's chair. Blossom is my dog. And there's a chair in my, well, technically speaking, it's my dining room, but in in my set where I film the full-length workouts. And Blossom is almost always asleep in the chair. And if it's not Blossom, it's one of my cats. But so I'm sitting in Blossom's chair while I'm recording this podcast this morning, and she's not happy about it, like, at all. (laughs) She's really, really trying to sit in the chair with me and now she's just laying on the rug at my feet and she's kind of she's kind of upset with me so if you hear jingling and or moaning that's blossom because I have cruelly taken over her chair but it was the most comfortable place to sit this morning so that's what I'm doing Because it's morning and I am recording a podcast in a comfy chair rather than in my teeny tiny podcast closet, which you might be able to hear the difference in the audio. I've actually been meaning to ask you about this because I've been recording in a couple of different places. Now that both of my kids have moved out and the house is empty, like basically all day when my husband goes to work, I have found myself not wanting to hide away in my closet when I record the podcast. And so I've been sitting on the couch or if I've been sitting at my desk because Rosie's in my lap, sometimes I'm at my desk. Today I'm in Blossom's chair. I know it changes the audio quality, but I am really curious whether or not it's actually a big deal to you. Generally speaking, when I'm listening to podcasts, I don't think about it very much. I notice when I notice when the audio is really bad, like when the microphone is either cutting out or definitely too far away from the person or something like that. But like other than that, I never think about it because I'm listening to the content. Hopefully that is the case for you. But but if you do have like feedback, I would love to hear it. In fact, always. Anyways, anyways, hi. Hi, let's talk about the best feeling, the dramatic best feeling. You guys, what do you think is the best feeling? I'm really curious about that. Like, what do you think is the best feeling? Like when you clicked on this podcast, were you like, oh, she's totally going to talk about happiness or she's totally going to talk about love or she's totally going to talk about like what, what do you think is the best feeling? When I was thinking about this topic, actually, I already, I already knew what I was going to talk about when I came up with the title of the podcast. So I already knew where I was going. When I came at it from the angle of what are some things that somebody might think of as the best feeling? I came up with happiness, of course, excitement, one of my favorites, love, always, 
peace, contentment, and connection. Those were the ones that I came up with just like totally off the top of my head in the space of about 10 seconds when I was just jotting down some notes. But then I was thinking, I was thinking even further about that because that's what I do, about those are great emotions. Like obviously those are, I think those are legitimately like the kinds of emotions that pretty much anybody would agree fall under the category of good you know, if we're going to go ahead and judge our emotions, which I highly encourage you not to do, but, but for this, the sake of this part of the conversation, I think that everybody could agree that those are good emotions to have. Like they just feel good in your body. Generally speaking, we are mostly accepting of them. It's easy to let them be in our body without trying to resist them or run away from them or, or things like that, that we do with quote unquote, negative emotions. Again, highly encourage you not to judge your emotions. They're all part of the human experience. They're all part of this life. They are all useful in their own way. But I was also thinking about some of the best emotions, really specifically because we do talk about like fitness and goal setting and goal getting around here. I was thinking about what are some of the best emotions for getting your goal, for getting where you want to go in life. Like not just what feels good, but what what is really useful, like really utilitarian in terms of getting you someplace that you want to be. And I really, I didn't, the list on this one was a little bit smaller because I mean, even, even the general good feelings would actually be really good for getting your goal. But so to that list, I added things like confidence, determination, and bravery, because I felt like those were really, really good, useful feelings that, that feel positive. You know, they feel good in your body. Again, we don't generally tend to resist feeling confident. Like when you feel confident, it's pretty easy to feel confident, but all of these tend to be, in my opinion, the reason why they did not make the number one spot (laughs) for the best feeling is that these tend to be a little bit transitory and a little, well, a lot dependent upon you kind of calling on them, you sort of making them happen by maybe stopping yourself in the middle of a not so great emotion and thinking this, you know, new thought, no, that's right. I love myself no matter what, or no, that's right. I'm completely confident that this is going to happen. Of course, I've totally got this, you know, like there's a little bit of, there's a little bit of work I think that needs to be done in order to feel some of these emotions. Now, obviously sometimes they come to you, you know, out of the, not out of the blue, they always come to you because of a thought you're having (laughs) always, but sometimes the thoughts are easier to have than others. But here's what I propose to you as the best feeling and really specifically the best feeling in order to get what you want in the world. I think the best feeling is curiosity. Isn't that interesting? Aren't you curious to know why? (laughs) You guys, curiosity. I think of curiosity almost like a tool, like even more so than a feeling. Like you may not, you may not have even thought of curiosity as a feeling because because it's not one of the big ones. You know, it's not one of the ones that makes you cry or want to scream or make you laugh. You know, like it's not, it's not a huge 
feeling that you feel welling up in your body with lots of you know dramatic changes to your heart rate or your sweat rate or, or anything like that. It tends to be, I guess, sort of a quiet feeling, but that is part of its magic. Curiosity is actually the key that unlocks every single door. Curiosity is is a feeling that I am going to encourage you to really work on building in your life, to really encourage you to have a lot of curiosity in your life in order to get where you want to go. And here's why. You can call on curiosity no matter how else you feel. Like no matter what else you're in the middle of feeling, you can bring up curiosity so much easier than any other feeling. Kind of like what I was talking about with, you know, like sometimes when you're in the middle of feeling stuck or unhappy or unsure of yourself, like you really have to stop and be like, oh, that's right. There's this feeling that I'm working on feeling. And here's this thought that I'm practicing. And here is, you know, this, this thing that I am working on believing about how much I love myself or how determined I am or how brave I am or all of those kinds of things. Like you, you really almost have to to work at it. And generally speaking, if we are doing thought work like that, we have like maybe one really specific phrase that we're working on. Like, and here's, here's my really specific example. When I was working on noticing that my brain offers me that I'm stupid in any situation ever, like right now, let's go ahead and just offer Paula that she's stupid. You know, here's what my brain does. So, so when my brain offers that to me, I have to recognize it and kind of stop in the moment and be like, Oh no, that's right. I don't actually feel like I'm stupid. This is something my brain offers me. I'm smart enough. So this is the phrase that I tell myself with some frequency and it's almost automatic now, just as a little update. I've been working on this. I'm stupid thought for, I'm going to say a year and a half, like pretty diligently. And I'm almost at the point where I'm smart enough is becoming automatic. It's really nice. It feels like a lot of progress. And just so you know, that is, that is sort of what you might expect on the the trajectory of your thought work. That if you have a really ingrained, I'm going to call it an old thought, even though it's not old, but if you have a really ingrained thought that's very painful for you, that that really kind of blocks you from getting where you want to go. As you practice thinking something else, as you practice noticing that the thought comes up for you and you're, you want to replace it with something more believable and something that feels better. This is about how long it's been taking me about 18 months. I took the sting out of, I'm so stupid, like a long time ago, but, but replacing it with another automatic thought has been, it's been a slow process and, and that's what I expected. So, I mean, slow is a judgment word, but it's, it has so far been about 18 months. How about that? Maybe that's fast (laughs) in any event where I was going with this is that you can access curiosity in a million different ways. Whereas other thought feeling combos tend to be a little bit more narrow in focus. Like there's, there's kind of one thought that you're working on. Like I was talking about with the, I'm smart enough. There tends to be one response that you might have curiosity. You can evoke in 
millions of different ways. Like there's no end to the ways that you can evoke curiosity. And here's what I mean. All you have to do in order to feel curious instead of something else is ask yourself a question. That's it. That's all it is. You guys, your brain loves questions. This is why, this is also why I think it is the best feeling is because it legitimately feels good in your body. It is your brain at its peak, at its most efficient, doing exactly what it was designed to do. The reason we developed a prefrontal cortex all of those millions of years ago was to ask ourselves questions. It was to look for and solve problems. When your brain first started developing as cave people, when we first started developing the the prefrontal cortex, some of the first thoughts that it had were things like, what is that? Is that a problem? Am I in danger? Am I going to (laughs) die? Like those sorts of questions. Now you've noticed that some of those questions are still the things that pop through your mind all the time, right? (laughs) Whether you notice it or not. But here's the thing about that part of your brain. It loves a question. It is completely compelled to answer a question. Like, have you ever noticed, and here, I'm going to ask you a question. Have you ever noticed how compelled you feel to answer questions? Like when you see somebody on the street and they're like, Hey, how's it going? Like, it's almost impossible to not respond to that. Even, even though, because I mean, that does tend to be a very, very generic and sort of rhetorical question. It's still really hard to say nothing. Like, even if you don't really truly respond to the question, you still might say something like, Oh, Hey, hi, or good morning or or whatever. Like depending on, depending on how friendly you feel. (laughs) But I notice from the other end of that, because I do always say hello to people that I see anywhere I am. I notice when people don't respond and I don't usually ask a question like, I mean, I I do usually say something just like good morning or good afternoon or hello or something like that. But I do notice when other people ask questions that I am even more compelled than normal to answer their questions. This is why advertisers frequently ask you questions because it catches your attention. This is again, why I think that curiosity is the best feeling. Curiosity will stop any other feeling in its tracks. No matter how lousy you feel, if you ask yourself a question, you will veer off of whatever it is you're feeling. I don't care if you're in the middle of anger or grief or sadness or even fear. If you ask yourself, and here's where I'm going to put a little bit of a a caveat on it. If you ask yourself a good question, if you ask yourself a quality question, you can completely change the trajectory of the feeling that you were in. Now, I, I did have to put that qualifier on it because for example, okay, let's say that you're in the middle of feeling fury. You're just absolutely angry at somebody. If you ask yourself a question like, why is he so infuriating? Then you're not really going to get out of fury. <laughs> like, like there's, there's definitely quality questions that you want to be asking yourself as opposed to asking yourself what amounts to be a rhetorical question that, that helps you stay in the feeling that you are having. <laughs> but, but here's where I'm going to go with this. 
When you are feeling something that maybe you don't love feeling, that maybe feels uncomfortable or painful, or maybe it's a feeling that you would really rather avoid. Maybe you notice yourself trying not to feel something, which happens to a lot of us when we notice that we are doing anything else in the world except dealing with whatever feeling has come up for us. Being curious, asking yourself a question is the thing that can turn everything around. It is the thing that honestly always works because, because it is working with your brain. It is, it is asking your brain to be its, its fullest self, to work in the best way that it knows how, and that's why it feels so good. So what kinds of questions should you be asking yourself? You might ask yourself, <laughs> and really, that's a great question because you notice when you ask yourself, so what kinds of questions should I be asking? You, you felt kind of compelled to answer that. So what kind of question came up? did you come up with right away? Like what kind of question came to you immediately when you asked yourself, what kind of questions should I be asking? Oh my gosh, you guys. <laughs> So here I am sitting in my living room and now the cats are deciding that they're going to have a little bit of a tussle. So, so the audio is just great today. It really is. (laughs) But when you are feeling, let's say you're feeling stuck or let's say that you're feeling something that, that frustration or overwhelm or like you're not sure what to do rather than asking yourself, what should I do? And then responding with, I don't know, which is something else that your brain will offer you. Sometimes, sometimes when you ask yourself a question, your brain will offer you, I don't know as a response rather quickly. And I will tell you that you can circumvent that by simply asking again and maybe ask it a little bit nicer. Well, but what if you did know, what would you do? When you can ask yourself a question, your brain wants to answer it. When you get an I don't know for an answer, generally speaking, there's going to be a reason why your brain is offering you I don't know, and it's because it thinks the answer is kind of painful. So so coming at it, again, with curiosity, asking a different question from a different angle can still help you get to what you need to know. When you ask yourself a question like, why? It can be very helpful when you are thinking a thought that feels completely self-explanatory and yet is not. (laughs) When you say something like, well, I'm going on vacation, so I'm going to have a hard time counting my calories. Why? Well, because I'm going to eat at restaurants and I don't know what kinds of calories are in restaurant food. Okay, but why? Well, well, I don't know. <laughs> this is when your brain will offer you, I don't know. And just so you know, this is, this is a conversation I've had with myself before. I know exactly where this is going because then my brain is going to offer me that I'm too stupid to figure out calories if I am outside of my normal routine. Interesting how your brain will offer you something. Not necessarily like you're too stupid, but your brain will offer you something that isn't really related. Because here's the thing, when you go on vacation, it's not harder to count your calories. Google still exists. I'm assuming you're still gonna have your phone on you even while you are on vacation. You can look up anything, always, every time. 
There is, there is nothing about anything that we do in this life that you cannot figure out, like nothing. And it's because Google exists. <laughs> like, like the internet is the answer to pretty much everything. So if you don't know, if your brain offers you, I don't know, try Googling it. Try <laughs> seeing, why do I feel so lousy right now? Google will offer you something. <laughs> Asking yourself why is an incredibly powerful tool. In different situations, you can ask yourself different questions. I came up with a list of, of not very many. How many do I have here? Just six. Thinking of different scenarios in which you might need to ask yourself basically why in a lot of different ways that can help you get curious and really listen to what your brain is offering you. So the different questions that I came up with were things like why, always a good one. What would that look like? This is something that I ask myself when I notice that I am judging, when I am judging anything, when I am offering myself something like, well, that's bad, or it's not enough, or, oh, that's too much. Well, what, what does too much look like? What would enough be? What would that look like if you were doing it perfectly? When you can ask yourself those questions, I tell you what, it stops you right in the middle frequently of berating yourself when you're saying, oh, I didn't do it right. Well, what would that look like? Basically exactly like this, my friends. <laughs> Doing something right looks like a mess sometimes. Asking yourself a question like that when you are in the middle of feeling something like Berating yourself, generally speaking, feels lousy. It feels uncomfortable. It feels painful. Asking yourself a question can get you out of that painful feeling and into curiosity. My other favorite one, and we just talked about this somewhat recently, and I honestly don't even remember what episode it was, to tell you. I can't even refer you. It was recent. Go ahead and listen to the last five. <laughs> Anyways, the question, what am I making this mean? I love this question. It is, it is hands down my new favorite because it applies in so many situations. Again, when you think something is self-evidence, I'm so mad that COVID exists in the world. Well, what are you making that mean? When you can dig in to what you personally are making something mean about you or about your life or about your situation, it's incredibly powerful to hear what else you're thinking. My other favorite one, and we have talked about this one before, and I think, I think we talked about this one in the three best questions to ask yourself when you're struggling. So what? So what? And I mean this nicely and I mean this sarcastically. I mean this in every way that you might hear it. It is always a good question because when you are feeling lousy, there's always another layer until you get to the cold, hard nugget of whatever the problem is. That's usually kind of not a big deal and or it's simply a feeling that you don't really feel excited about feeling. When you ask yourself, so what? You can dig through lots of layers of you trying to avoid feeling an uncomfortable or unpleasant feeling. When you get down to it, the worst thing in the world is feeling a feeling. 
Like, that's it. That is the thing that we are most afraid of in the world. We are afraid of feeling a feeling. And yet, we're all incredibly good at it. It's what our brains are made to do. It's what our bodies are made to do. You are meant to have all of the feelings that you have. And when you can really dig down to it and keep asking yourself, so what? So what? What would happen then? What are you making it mean? So what about that? You will find at the heart that there's always just a feeling. The other one I love, why would that be a problem? (laughs) I love this one because again, our brains think that problems are very self-evident. We really think that it's very clear that it is a problem that you weigh 10 pounds more than you want to weigh. Obviously that's a problem. Why? Why is that a problem? What are you making this mean? (laughs) So what? When you can really ask yourself why something is a problem, you will be so surprised at the answers that you hear because, spoiler alert, it's almost never really a problem. And in fact, this one here, I am going to refer you to the real problem. I don't know what episode number it is, but it's a really good one. The real problem and spoiler alert on this also, the real problem is simply that you think it's a problem. When you ask yourself, why would that be a problem? It again forces you to break things down into tiny pieces and really see that what seems like a problem is probably just the fear of a feeling. And then the last question I have, which is not, I mean, again, this is not an exhaustive list, like at all. This is simply what I was able to come up with while I was taking notes. And it's really meant to spark your curiosity to ask yourself questions in the future. But I love this one because again, it's very powerful. How does it feel when I think that? Because so often for me, I notice that I think things like, oh my gosh, I need to go to the post office today, or I really should have answered that email earlier. And they sound so innocuous, right? Like they're really, they're simple sentences. They're things that we think all the time. And we don't think that there's anything wrong with thinking something like that. Like I need to go to the post office today. Like how is that a problematic sentence, right? Isn't that what you were thinking? (laughs) Notice how you felt like you needed to answer me on that one. And I can't even hear you. (laughs) But here's the thing. When I think something like, I need to go to the post office today, if I am paying attention, when I ask myself, how does it feel when I think that, and I spend a quick moment just really feeling into my body, it feels like pressure. It feels like, like dread almost. Like I have to do something today. Especially, I mean, in the case of a reformed procrastinator like me, when I often tell myself, oh, I have to get this done today. I have to get that done today. I have to make sure that I get everything done on my list. That that feeling of pressure does not actually drive me to being productive. This is something that I figured out for myself a while ago. That pressure doesn't actually get you any good results in your life. Bad feelings get you bad results, as we have talked about. And that's not necessarily even a bad thought. And this is why this is such a powerful question. Because unless you stop and ask yourself, 
how you feel about something that you are thinking, you might not notice it. That little bit of pressure that I felt I need to go to the post office wasn't enough to make me feel lousy. It wasn't enough to feel anything that came up on my radar like, oh my gosh, Paula, what are you thinking? What's this negative self-talk you've got going on? It was simply a thought that kind of passed through my brain, but that feeling of pressure that came with it and or dread that came with it is going to create results in my life. And it's probably going to create the result of, if nothing else, a low grade level of stress. And I mean, in the more dramatic sense, possibly not even getting done the things that I want to get done because I'm putting pressure on myself rather than noticing Oh, there's this thing that I'd like to do today. Here are the things that I would like to accomplish because this is going to feel really good to get everything done. When in doubt, when in doubt, my friends, ask yourself, how does it feel when I think that? You will notice that you have a lot more feelings about things than you realize. (laughs) It's a powerful, powerful question. And this is, this is where I'm going to kind of wrap this up that all questions are powerful when you are using them to help you move forward. Now, as we discussed a little bit earlier, sometimes questions are not super helpful. When you are asking yourself, why is he so infuriating? Or what am I doing wrong? Or, or, or something that keeps you in a negative space, you are going to want to create better questions for yourself that can help you generate the feeling, the best feeling of curiosity. So my friends, you know, I'm curious because I love feeling curious. What did this spark for you? What questions are you going to start asking yourself? You know, I want to know because I've asked you a question and you feel compelled to answer. So answer me. I really, really hope that this one was helpful for you today. Like always, thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you again soon. So are you totally loving this mindset work and you really want to do it like, you know, every day in order to get your goal? Then my friend, you need to join the Get Your Goal group. It is my personal and private, very interactive coaching and accountability group where every day we talk about your mindset and we get your goal. You can learn all about it at paulabfitness.com slash get dash your dash goal. I'll see you in the goal group.